All right, we're going to do it here. Uh, this will be episode number two of the uh, Brew House podcast. I'm officially back in the Brew House. Um, the noise you're hearing in the background is my air conditioner. I'm not going to turn it off uh, because it is very hot outside today, and I just got done mowing, and um, I'm just not going to go there. Uh, you know, I promised after the first episode that we'd have sometimes that we had stories. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking for a Monday, this is probably a, a good thing to, to, to do, to tell, to tell a little story. Uh, specifically, we're going to talk about El Salvador. But before that, I'm going to tell a small story about um, when we created a open source crypto ATM and what happened. Uh, it's kind of an interesting story and uh, fun to tell. And it's a short one. So that's why I can get to El Salvador and using Bitcoin in El Salvador. Again, I promise that not all of my stories are going to be about cryptocurrency, but that's just the things on my mind right now. So back in, I think it was 2015, like December 2015, January 2016, um, I'm a member of a nonprofit group. And um, we got together with a couple of guys from the group and decided to build from the ground up an open source crypto ATM. It had two pieces to it. One side was the user interface. Um, at least for the programming. One side was the user interface. The other side was the server. And it actually integrated directly in to um, the Bitcoin uh, application running on Linux. So the server would communicate with the client via HTTP queries, and that's how the money would get transferred. So we designed the graphical interface using Electron, Electron, uh, JavaScript, Web. It connected to an Arduino. That Arduino, um, well, I should back up, it was a Raspberry Pi connected to an Arduino, and that Arduino did the PWM for the money reader. It was only a one-way ATM. You could put money in and get Bitcoin to your um, phone or your wallet. And on the device itself, it would let you print the wallet. It would let you buy, you could buy at the time, remember this is 20, uh, 2015, we did Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Dogecoin because we thought we were being funny. I don't even remember how much Doge was back then, but it, it was not very expensive. Um, and we got people from all over the state coming to this Bitcoin ATM. I'm guessing it's because we didn't have a requirement to uh, for like a KYC or anything like that. You could put as much money in and get Bitcoin out all you wanted. Well, sort of what was in my wallet. You couldn't uh, go more than I had in that wallet. But uh, the newspaper came out and did an article on us. I was gonna, I was gonna link it, but uh, the 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 link's dead. But if you search, uh, let's see, I think if you search open or techno T E C H K N O W Bitcoin ATM, uh, it's probably like the second page because uh, we got listed in uh, Coin ATM Radar. And they actually had to make a special category for us at for custom-made ATMs. Everything was going great with the ATM. My business partners weren't so excited because we were selling Bitcoin like it, like it was going out of style. Uh, then we proceeded to get a letter from the uh, federal government telling us that our ATM was not certified by the ADA. Uh, that's Americans with Disabilities Act, which it wasn't. I, we didn't even know this was a thing. It was on our own property. You know, we had its specific purpose to put money in and get crypto out. And uh, unfortunately, uh, 
we had to shut it down because we didn't we weren't going to take the time to get it certified it was a fun project but the whole project itself is open source i'm, I'm going to link uh in the show's description i'm going to go ahead and link the youtube video where we actually show the atm uh live and out there um and i'll show you the uh it'll show you like printing the wallets and purchasing and all of that and then i'll also link to the githubs that are still out there i don't even know if the code would work very well anymore i mean seven year old code but and obviously pretty stringy it was we threw it together i threw the code together in an evening um my buddy helped my buddy helped me with the design i'm not a designer if you've seen if you've seen the uh, logo for the brew house and all of that i, I those are stock photos that i uh, put in gimp and kind of resized and and made it made it my thing uh but yeah uh, let's uh let's move on uh what else was it? Oh, I know what I was going to say. You know, I was talking to my son, who's 14, uh, telling him the other day, you know, hey, you know, it's it's crazy. Back when I was younger, we had to just do everything for ourselves. You know, if the car broke down, we couldn't just take it in and, and get it fixed. Dad would dad would require us to do it to, to for us to look at the car first. Um, him him helping too, and then he kind of slowly backed backed away and let us kind of do it ourselves. Uh, and, you know, if we wanted something, we had to first decide if we could make it. And um, that's one of the things about living in a small community. We just don't have the accessibility to, say, like a Bitcoin ATM or even even a, even an electronic store. I mean, the only electronic store we have in town is Walmart. Uh, and I know that getting things on the Internet is easier now. But I was just I was just reminiscing the other day about this. Like, you know, before we could do anything, we would have to first question if we could do it ourselves first. And that kind of it's kind of where the motivation for the crypto ATM came from. I'm sure we could have spent a few thousand dollars and got a certified one, but part of the journey is 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 the is to get to the destination is the lesson you learn along the way. I mean, the journey is 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 the lesson. It's uh, we we built an ATM. We we took a blank a blank page of code, a, a bunch of wood, and turned and a and a touch screen and turned it into a Bitcoin ATM. I mean, it was. Uh, fun it was a good time and people around us enjoyed it they they um, saw it they saw the potential in it and you know obviously we gave it to the world because that's that's what we do techno is a is a uh, is a group of just people that like tech and we we haven't since covid but uh we we used to get together once a month and um on a what the first first or second tuesday of the month we'd all get together and somebody would present something that they're working on and the rest of the group could oogle it for an hour and ask questions and give feedback and, and all that. And, and, you know, we had people from all walks of life that from beekeeping to this crypto ATM to um, guy that was interested in calculators. We, we talked about it all and uh, we will again, it's just slow to get going. Summer's never a good time to have a group meetup like that because everybody's busy. So probably come this winter, Techno will meet back up. And if you're ever online, we do uh, stream the stream the events, so you can check them out from home too. It's obviously not as good as being there because there's snacks and all that stuff. But anyways, on to talking about uh, El Salvador here. So back in April, my wife and kids and I decided to go to El Salvador for spring break. Uh, it was, of course, me being selfish. I knew that uh, Bitcoin was something that was going on down there and i really wanted to check the scene out uh we enjoy going to latin america we've been to costa rica a couple of times nicaragua um 
and now El Salvador. And in a few weeks here, I'm headed to Mexico uh, with my middle son while my, while my oldest son is out in Washington, D.C. with my wife. And my daughter will be with my sister and her daughter having fun. So we wanted to do something different. So Oliver and I are going to head down to Mexico and going to check the Bitcoin scene down there. But anyways, um, flew into El Salvador and I was excited to see if I could blow some of my hard-earned Bitcoin. Uh, I was So the first day we got there, we ended up staying at a resort. We didn't stay at the resort. We kind of stayed off of the resort. Based on the Airbnb reviews, it should have been a quick walk to the beach. Turns out it was like an hour walk to the beach. That's fine. We did it. We made the walk. But there was a restaurant down there. So the first day I was there, I saw a sign in Spanish that said, We accept Bitcoin. And I thought, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to be able to spend Bitcoin this entire trip. So I, I ordered up supper that night because we had stopped and got groceries. Long day of travel. So I, ordered, I, ended up, oops, sorry, I ended up ordering supper. And I asked the lady, can I pay with Bitcoin? Obviously, I asked her in Spanish. And she said, no, they don't accept Bitcoin. And she was literally sitting behind the sign that said, we accept Bitcoin. So defeated i handed her my credit card she ran my credit card through uh i walked back to the house with five meals that was very for an hour that was very complicated uh next day we um we rented a car i wanted to check out um bitcoin beach and i wanted to check out el tunco because el tunco had a uh, atm to buy and sell bitcoin um so we because um at a, El Salvador's national currency, besides being Bitcoin, is actually the U.S. dollar. So your dollars are equal to one dollar there. There's no there's no transaction for changing the money to to El Salvadorian money because El Salvadorian money is just U.S. currency. Uh, so, anyways, headed down to Bitcoin Beach first. That's that's where I wanted to go. I said, you know, I know Bitcoin Beach, the town. I don't remember the name of the town, uh, Playa something. But anyways, I. Um, I knew that it was a small town and probably it was going to be a pretty quick visit. Uh, so I made my way walking down the street and I saw a hotel, big old sign, we accept Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. We walked around. It was still a little early. We walked around the beach and kind of checked it out and we were getting ready to leave. And uh, my kids were like, I'd like some ice cream. So I said, okay, I, I saw a shop back a little ways. Well, let's get some ice cream. Let's, let's enjoy it. And... Uh, so I get up there, I see right on the wall, two different QR codes. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. There was the one for the standard Bitcoin transaction, and then there was the one for the Lightning transaction. So I fired up my Moon Wallet, and uh, I asked him, do you accept Bitcoin? He says, yes, I accept Bitcoin. I'm like, oh, yes, this is going to be great. This is going to work. I scan the QR code in my Moon app, and it says, not a valid Bitcoin address. So I thought, okay, fine. It's not, I'll just, I'll try one or the other. No matter what I did, it was not a valid Bitcoin address. So then I just pulled out the standard QR code reader and I put it up to the QR code and it showed a username, a username. And I thought, what is going on? Well, I knew that before I went, I knew that Bitcoin beach had an app and that's how they traded in Bitcoin. I assumed that it was just using regular QR codes that, uh, you know, just like everywhere else that, you know, you want to pay in Bitcoin, that's it's right there. So I, I did a little more research. 
And sure enough, Bitcoin Beach uses usernames to trade back and forth. And uh, obviously, I was really disappointed about that because as an American, I can't download the Bitcoin Beach app. Uh, it's just not available in, in the United States. So everybody else had, um, so he had one more, one more way to pay, and that was via Strike. So I downloaded Strike. Turns out I had to be all confirmed and everything, so I ended up just paying him like the $3 for the ice cream in cash and left, and I finished setting up Strike. Well, then I realized I can't actually even transfer Bitcoin into Strike. I have to purchase it in Strike, and then I can spend it. Or I tie it to my bank account, uh, and then I can spend it. That was disappointing. But all hope was not lost. Uh, we headed over to El Tunco, and uh, we got to... We got, we got to town and I had already mapped out where the ATM was. I looked at street view, like I knew exactly where I, where I needed to go. So parked the car, walked up the street and I said, right there, that is where the Bitcoin ATM is. Pulled over, walked in, it was air conditioned, it was nice. And uh, spot price was more like what you expect when you buy at a Bitcoin ATM in the US. There was zero verification. You send it some Bitcoin, it prints you a receipt. That receipt is worth its weight in gold because you have to wait for six confirmations, I think six, before you can go back, scan the QR code on the receipt and receive your cash. What's crazy is, is that they pay you in 20s out of the, out of the crypto ATM. And the reason that's crazy is, is because if you know anything about El Salvador, they hate accepting 20s because you know, your meal might cost you $2 and then you pay them in a 20. They got to make a lot of change to make that happen. So I found that interesting. So most, li most likely what you'd have to do if you wanted to spend a lot of that cash would be put the, put the money in or get the money out, go to the bank, break it down into smaller bills and then go spend it. So uh, interesting side note, I guess. From there, we actually ended up headed to Walmart in El Salvador, in San Salvador. And I purposely picked the line that said, we accept Bitcoin. And uh, get up to the checkout. And we bought some groceries or something. They did not accept Bitcoin. Like, nope, we don't accept Bitcoin. I'm like, what is going on? Every, everywhere here should, is supposed to take Bitcoin. Next day. Let's see, was it the next day? No, it was the same day because I still had the rented car. Because uh, I only rented a car for one day. I get down to... A town in the middle and I can't remember its name it's a bigger town and they got a big fish um, uh, market there and uh, across the street was a little tienda that uh, you could buy um, uh, cell, uh, cell, cell chips whatever sim cards and I always bring an extra cell phone with me and, and I get a in, in country cell phone so that way if I do whatsapp or whatever I can text I can text somebody on their own number it doesn't look all hokey so I go and I work with this lady. We get this sim turned on, and uh, I go to and I. She had no sign that said Bitcoin. She said she didn't take Bitcoin. Whatever, that's fine. I just picked a small plan with her, knowing I was going to go back, go online, and get a different up pre-up plan. That day, I could buy more data with Bitcoin. The only thing I could buy in all of El Salvador with Bitcoin was my cell phone plan online. It was crazy. Now, un un unrelated to Bitcoin, however, into the car was even even cooler too. So uh, I was at the resort 
I walked up to the front desk and I said, hey, I'm not staying here, but I'm wondering, do you have any cars to rent? The guy says, when do you want to rent a car? I said, how about tomorrow? I just need to, I just need to run some errands or whatever. Uh, what time can you be here? He says, I said, eight o'clock in the morning. I'll be here ready to go at eight o'clock. So the guy says, okay. Um, I don't have any cars, but I know a guy. <laughs> so he phones, he phones his friend and uh, his friend says, yep, I'll be there tomorrow morning at eight. Car pulls up. I get there next morning. My son and I do at eight. Pulls in and uh, it's just a Kia something or other. Doesn't matter. But it had a it had a, the sticker on it was from Houston, Texas. The it had a Lyft sticker on it. They don't even have Lyft in El Salvador. They do have Uber, kind of, but they but they don't have uh, <laughs> they don't have Lyft. So that this car was obviously a Lyft car up in the United States somewhere that got brought down to El Salvador. Guy says, pick it up to this morning at eight. Will you bring it back tomorrow morning at eight? I said, sure thing. I'll bring it back tomorrow morning at eight. He says, I need to take a picture of your passport. I need to take a picture of your driver's license. I said, okay. Pulls out his phone, takes a picture of both. I'm like, do I need to sign anything, anything? Nope. Nope. You're good to go. I'm like, I don't even need to pay you yet. He's like, pay me when you get back. So of course my alarm bells are going off. This is a scam going on here. So he ends up just walking away after he drove his car. He just walks away. Okay. I head, I head out, pick the family up, go do our thing we just talked about. Then uh, next morning, 8 o'clock, made sure to fill it up with gas, brought it back. Uh, guy walks around it, says it looks good. He's like, $40. So I hand him the 40 and the, it was done. What an experience renting a car. I've never done, done it like that before, but the whole time I was doing it, I was like, I'm going to get screwed. This is, this is going to be a bad thing for me. Other than that, you know, El Salvador is El Salvador. Uh, you know, to be honest, the country itself is kind of dirty. Uh, I asked, um, I hired a driver to drive us to and from the airport, air conditioning, don't have to hassle with it. I said, you know what? He spoke English. And so I asked him, you know, what do pe most people do for work? And what he said was, there's a lot of families that you know, have some roadside stands, but they don't really work. They actually send people from El Salvador to the United States to work. And then the money goes down to El Salvador, uh, a portion of it, which, you know, is fine. I mean, you know, there's, there's people out there making, making money for their family. Um, but I just found it interesting that there really was no main crop, you know, El Salvador really didn't produce anything. I just I find that interesting, you know, different countries produce different things and El Salvador I think is just kind of a little tiny country locked away. But such is my story. I really don't have anything else. I just thought, you know what? I promised a story. I told a story about the Bitcoin ATM, told a story about trying to use Bitcoin in El Salvador. And and, and you know what? Probably um if I would have been more forceful about paying with Bitcoin, they probably would have said, okay, yeah, 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 pay with Bitcoin. Yeah, that, that'd be fine. I, we'd love it if you paid with Bitcoin. But, you know, I wasn't going to push the issue. These, the people there are kind. Everyone was kind. Um, but, you know, it's a little bit more impoverished, and I don't want to force something on somebody that, that they don't want. And I, and I would, and would encourage everyone out there to do the same. I didn't, I didn't record any video. I like, I like try to use it as a, as a tool for... Um, social media or anything like that. It was just, I love Bitcoin so much and I believe in it so much that I want to, and plus it was a vacation. We go down to El Salvador. We try to spend some Bitcoin. We try to support the economy there. 
and at the same time learn about potentially what the future will be like. But as of right now, it looks like the future is still cash. Cash is still king down there. Uh, as I believe as the future keeps rolling, the people there and, and as the technology changes, I mean, the fact that you have to use the Bitcoin Beach app at some places, strike at some places, and then they have El Salvador has their own uh, wallet for the people. And I don't know much about that wallet. I wasn't able to get my hands on or experience that wallet. And so I don't know if that uses usernames too, or if it actually uses the Bitcoin addresses. Uh, I have a feeling, I have a hunch, it probably uses usernames too. So, I mean, as far as adoption goes, it's going to be hard to get foreign money into El Salvador via Bitcoin because the only way that I know of to spend Bitcoin is to go to the ATM and get cash, then go to the bank and get smaller bills and then spend it, which is unfortunate. Hopefully things uh, change. Hopefully the, the Bitcoin beach guys make some, make some updates to their QR codes and things like that, that let them be both. Maybe, maybe uh, one is a bit, one is in a Bitcoin address that you can send to the person. And the other one is the username. If you want to use a straight up Bitcoin beach app, uh, more lightning integration. I think lightning's important. Uh, it's instant. It's instant money transfer in Bitcoin. I think the sooner they adopt that, the better. But yeah, that was my experience in El Salvador. It was a great country. We had a lot of fun. Uh, swam in the ocean. Swam in the swam in the uh, the little sea salt uh, things off the side of the ocean. Swam in the pool. I mean, it was just a lot of family together time, and that's what vacation should be about anyways. So I hope everybody has a good day, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one.